0: Welcome to the Think Factory Podcast. We got one question for you. What keeps you up at night?
1: Welcome to the Think Factory Podcast. This is part two of our discussion about cybersecurity and cyber insurance issues. Part one featured Brian Lydell. and in part two, we're going to focus more on our guest, Mark Sherbertus, who's with us and uh First of all, Mark, thanks for coming on the podcast. Great to talk to you. And why don't we start by having you tell our audience a little bit about who you are and what you do.
0: Thanks for having me on Amplix. My, again, my name is Mark Shabertis, and I am the Strategic Consultant and Director here at Amplix. Um, Amplix is a strategic partner. We are an independent consultant team uh, who help IT teams and CIOs capitalize in the IoT space and technology space. We are intensely focused on cybersecurity, and currently we are assisting our clients with cybersecurity, cybersecurity policies, and providing them with an end-to-end overall solution.
1: Yeah, I like that you use the word independent because, um, you know, obviously you and I have talked about your business model and your pricing model, et cetera, and I know a little bit about it, but I want to make sure our audience really understands the position that Amplix occupies in that you are uh, really pretty similar to Brian Lydell in certain ways, where you're a broker of of services, a professional and skilled buyer of services for your clients, right? Yeah, that's
0: correct. Uh, We believe that trust is earned, and we do have a no-cost approach in consultancy on the uh, surface level. Um, And we also have subject matter experts if we need to do a deeper dive in your security and cyber posture. Um, and we certainly uh, have utilized that business model for over 20 plus years, across the board uh, in all facets of our organization. Um, and in order to be a strategic partner and form those relationships, you, you in this you know day and age, you really need someone that can can look up, look over your shoulder, and help you and guide you through those challenging um, uh, those challenging um, times in cybersecurity and trying to understand and navigate the policies and navigate the, um, you know, the language and so, to, so on and so forth. But uh, uh, as an overall end to end solution strategic partner, we believe that stepping forward and using our no cost approach and the trust is earned uh, policy uh, has been a success for our organization.
1: Um, that's great background and maybe just add one more layer to it. I think in the ins- in the context of insurance, most business people uh, take it for granted that they need an insurance broker. Right. They need that intermediary to help them uh, buy the righted coverage, interact with insurance companies, et cetera. But what would you tell people that? Or let's say business owners, uh, chief financial officers, business leaders, we should tell them if they're thinking, "Hey, we don't really see a need to have an intermediary involved in our purchases of technology-related and cybersecurity-related services."
0: That's a good point. You know, um, as as when somebody's trying to purchase a cyber insurance policy, there's uh, a lot to uh, cover there, and you know uh, a lot of our clients have these aha moments when they're going through the list which is exactly why we get engaged and get involved um, as an independent consultant uh, the benefits of being with the help and advise on those levels with the experience we have in our sm subject matter experts in the cybersecurity space understanding that checklist and three-page checklist and how to get to that specific policy that you need Or, you know, and and the level of of security insurance that you need, Um, it's important to work with them in the beginning to help create a um, very sound cybersecurity posture in the beginning. And, you know, when we work with the insurance companies and the cyber insurance policies, it's very important to have one, somebody in the middle here that can help you navigate through those terms and policies and questionnaires that they have to make sure that you walk away with the, you know, a a, a sound policy and a robust cybersecurity plan.
1: Right, so some of those aha moments that you're talking about, um, are those actually coming when you're helping your clients get correct answers and get answers to the questions that their insurance company is asking them? Yes, some of
0: the complexities in those questionnaires um, are beyond a lot of folks. You know, you'd need a CIO education or a subject matter expert to really understand those. In a small to mid-level market, uh, those times can be challenging, which is why they lean on a company like Amplex, who has uh, has those answers for you to understand um, the questionnaire just in, in general. Um, one of the questions that we ask, we have a questionnaire uh, in, in our first engagement process with them that covers uh, what kind of security systems you have in place today. Do you understand the regulations and the standards that apply to your organizations? Uh, you know, are you encrypted already? Do you have some private security awareness and training for your staff? So those type of things bring on those aha moments. Do we have that in place? Do we practice those policies today? And that can really um, help when you're trying to get the right policy for your organization. And as you know, if you answer yes or no uh, to one of those questions, you could get denied. Um, And you'd have to go back and, and go back in and make sure you have those policies in place. And again, you would lean back on um, Amflex to help guide you through um, making sure that you have those qualifications in-house, you can proof of record for it, and then go back to that insurance policy and say, we do now have that in place, we did have our training, um, and we are are now have a cybersecurity uh, mitigation plan and playbook involved, and then that can help you shape your policy in that way.
1: Right. You know, in the first part of our discussion, Brian Lydell spoke a little bit about how he's seeing a tendency uh, in the middle market, right? Let's say middle market customers, middle market clients, companies that are they're fairly large or fairly substantial, but they're not at the Fortune 500 level. And he's seeing a tendency of the insurance companies placing greater and greater, greater requirements on those middle market companies, even though they don't have the in-house resources that would be expected at a Fortune 500 company, right? So the middle market is sort of being pushed by the insurance industry to a higher level of sophistication, a higher security stance, even though they might not have those resources to be able to match up with very large companies have. I mean, can Amplix as an intermediary bridge that gap?
0: Exactly. Cyber insurance now is a, is a whole new industry, it's something that's new to a lot of people. It has, it's been around around a while, but it hasn't been around a long time. So uh, those mid-market uh, companies can be challenged with a smaller IT staff. And, you know, in our 20 plus years of business and over 100 years experience, we always find that IT teams are uh, lean and the CIO, re- you know, everybody reports to the CIO and they rely on their cyber team um, to make sure that they have all the posture in place. Um, and they can be re- very lean. They're also working on 10 or 15 other projects at the same time. So that mid market level is really uh, a great bucket where, where Amplex falls in. Um, although we have the SMEs and subject matter experts that could go above and beyond that level, but to stay focused on the small to medium market, um, that is our, our sweet spot as consultants. We really you know, help you navigate through the terms and the policies for that and ask those qualifying questions and help you assess your posture right there in the, in the mid-market. And, and we really need a, um, a a strategic partner that can come up with an end-to-end solution for you in that mid-market space without having that massive capital and overhead to help have somebody come in that. So, you know, uh, to that, we have two flavors at Amplex. We have our no-cost consulting fee or or, uh, where we have our trust is earned and no-cost approach that we were talking about uh, earlier. Um, And you really need a strategic partner to help you look over the shoulder on a lot of these things. We do have another flavor with high-level SMEs that can really um get a deep dive into those larger markets but um for the all you know for this particular podcast we're kind of focused on small to mid market companies and we'll save that for another conversation but we do have that reach we do have a global level here at Amplex and we do have uh, many fortune 50 companies that utilize us we just want to make space for the small to mid market as well
1: yeah, i think it's important that you mentioned that reach uh, because you know for the middle market company obviously as you pointed out they they want to they want to be lean they want to staff leanly they don't want to overstaff uh particularly on things that are not that they don't directly view as income producing right so let's say it's a manufacturing company so, they might not view their cybersecurity and IT technology as an income-producing. They view it more as an overhead function or an administrative function. So, there's going to be an emphasis towards staffing leanly, which is probably uh, you know, going to create an opportunity or a need for outsourced help, which is, again, it's great because then you can only buy as much of it as you need. You're not overstaffed. You go out and get that expertise, and they may want to get that from somebody like an Amplix. But I think it's also important, as you point out, where Amplix has the reach up to the top of the market. So when they go to you, they're also getting somebody where you are at. You're operating at the absolute top of the market. You know what's there. You who, who the best providers are, what the best practices are what's happening at the highest level of sophistication of organizations and then you can translate you know how much of that is appropriate uh, to be cost effective or judicious to bring it to a middle market company by which we might mean you know a company with you know maybe four or five hundred million in revenues right absolutely so you you'll you'll find that the market's ever changing and it's important to
0: have you know the knowledge and the expertise so at Amplex, we we really rely on staying ahead of the curve. What's next? What's coming down the line? Where is technology? What companies are migrating with one another? Who is the plan? We're on the forefront of what's going on on a global level. We are. We actually sit on the board of some of these large decision-making ISP companies and and cybersecurity um, wholesalers out there in the world. And they always ask us, how are we doing for business? What's going on? And, and, and we strategically talk about the future of cybersecurity, where it's going and AI and all of those type of things. Um, and trying to visualize where it's going into the next, you know, 10 or 15 years in advance with with AI and all those things. So it's important for us at Amplix to it's not so much about the here and now it is it is protecting your your company and your environment with an insurance policy as well, but also, being able to lean on somebody that says, okay, what's coming down the pipe? Where do we see our, you know, where do we see cybersecurity going and insurance policies going in the future? And that's important for, uh, you know, customers to know so they can budget and so on and so forth, because it's getting more challenging and challenging out there every day, unfortunately. Um, but to one of your points there, um, you know, a lot of our customers utilize us on the forefront prior to buying a policy, making sure um, uh, that they have the procedures and and they're, you know, uh, in place. So, in a case study that we have right now, we have a mid-market company uh, that has 42 locations um, in the United States, and they are currently poised to buy another 10 or 15 other companies. So, here we bring on multiple loads of laptops and desktops and people that work from home and uh, tele telecom workers and um, telehealth workers and so on and so on so So everybody's remote these days well that brings on another layer of risk right so understanding um all those risks and how to mitigate those risks uh on the forefront so that you can go get the correct policy down the road is very very important in today's age and again Amplix provides a um you know an end-to-end solution and we really try to stay ahead of uh, ahead of the curve by updating our information booth as we call it on you know a uh, five year ten year uh, uh look level we call it
1: yeah I mean you know to your point um and your, your earlier point as well about these aha moments I mean this is A little bit of what we talked about with Brian Lydell, where we're all three of us have been concerned about the possibility, the future possibility, that insurance companies will get more aggressive about trying to rescind or void insurance policies. And rescinding or rescission is is a legal term, but basically means to void the policy. And the way that the insurance company could do that would be to look at the application for insurance, find a question and show that the answer to the question was incorrect. In other words, something like, do you encrypt all of your devices, or do you do you require multi-factor authentication, or something like that? And there's an answer on there that's wrong. And uh, it doesn't have to be intentionally wrong, it just needs to be wrong, and the insurance company might then try to avoid the policy. And I think what we, you and I, and, and Brian, have all tried to educate clients about, especially clients in the middle market, is that what you don't realize is that you kind of let's say you don't know what you don't know right so if 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 your team is coming in and repeatedly coming up with aha moments where your clients didn't realize that not everything was encrypted or they didn't realize that multi-factor authentication was not being applied uniformly, or they, or they didn't realize, and actually I, I've actually seen this, where they say, oh yeah, we require multi-factor authentication, but they'd forgotten that they gave some user, uh, often a top executive, special privileges, because he was annoyed he had to keep using the uh, multi-factor authentication. So it turns out that mm-hmm. question's wrong, right? That's an aha moment that you might find in uh, working with a client. But I mean, the thing I want people to understand is, if they get that aha moment from you on the front end before they buy their insurance that's great now you're right. probably number one you've probably solved a technical problem right you can cure that vulnerability number two now your answers to the insurance application are accurate so you're going to have coverage when you need it if you don't have that help if you don't have the right team on the front end and you don't have Mark Schibertus and his experts working with you, and you don't have your general counsel involved, and you don't have an expert insurance broker involved. You don't have that aha moment, but what you have is a a much more terrible moment much later after you've suffered a cyber loss. The insurance company says, sorry, we're not going to pay for that. So uh, I think it's a great point that you've made. And I really want people to hear that loud and clear and realize that there's a, a better way, a more systematic way to approach these things, bring in the right people like your team, and uh, have aha moments instead of maybe you want to say, oh, no moments, right?
0: <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, we have our own internal checklist, too, because we've been doing this for a while. Um, we make sure that, you know, if we uncover a um, a, a a spot that needs improvement um, in their security posture, it's all about qualifying for that insurance policy, but it's also making sure that you have policies embedded in your own team and and ad removes and changes with staff and so on and so forth. So, all those things need to be vetted out from the beginning to make sure that you have a a robust cybersecurity plan so that you can go out and get a robust cybersecurity policy.
1: Right. And have you uh, worked with a lot of clients also in responding to, um, well, Brian spoke about this earlier, right? He said that Insurance companies are increasingly requiring their policyholders to institute ever more strict or ever more robust security measures, cybersecurity measures. I mean, are, are you working with Amplex customers to respond to specific requests by insurers to upgrade or otherwise change their security apparatus?
0: Right. What we, I think you're getting to is, do we provide some security awareness training for the staff? We want to make sure that they're having those monthly and quarterly staff trainings and so they can avoid uh, certain email, phishing email, emails and, and, and those type things. We want to make sure they have a comprehensive incident response plan and mitigation plan. In the event of an unlikely event, you do have an attack or, um, you know, some sort of uh, Archive attack or ransomware for that matter. Who do you call first? Um, what is right. that plan? Do you call the, when do you bring in the FBI to get engaged in that, in that particular plan? I mean, DDoS protection direct, you know, direct disruptive services can shut down an organization. So you have to have some, you know, DDoS um, protection involved, which is a cyber security term um, to, you know, protect you from shutting down that business. So within that checklist and in that form it's 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 also more important to have these policies in place while you're even shopping for the insurance policy because when you go to get that policy they're going to rate you and grade you on what you have and what you don't have and that level can uh, cost level can go higher or lower and you can fit into plan a plan b plan c and then um if there is a claim you want to make sure that you have all the implementations working and running, you're doing all those things that you are required to do to be able to apply those, you know, apply that insurance policy to your organization. Uh, and, and then again, you know, not not to not to have those in place in today's environment is a, a challenging um can be a challenging cost to some customers. But I think the answer and and for us is to get engaged or for some clients or many clients to get engaged with Amplex on the forefront. And it let's help you, you navigate through that checklist. Um, prior, you know, six months, eight months prior to to getting it, we can we can pivot very quickly. We can get in there and and and, and get in front of a policy six to eight weeks in advance. Um, implementation is on the customer's end, uh, but we would work side by side with your IT team, CIO team. Um, to help, um, you know, procure that uh, that policy and meet those requirements.
1: Yeah, it's a great point about timing, Mark, because we've seen it over and over and over again, which is the more proactive you, you are, the more you're getting out in front of these issues, um, the better off you're going to be for a lot of reasons. But, it, you know, including the fact that it's just more cost effective to do things you know more deliberately, not when you're under a deadline. You know you don't want the insurance company thirty days before renewal to say, "Hey, we've identified a whole bunch of vulnerabilities on your website. You've got to fix them before renewal or else we won't we won't renew your policy. Or it's much better if you got engaged longer in advance and planned that out and and gotten ahead of the curve, right?
0: I, I agree. Um, you know there every company can be a target out there from the biggest companies in the world, as we know, right? So time, like you said, is very, very short window in some cases. And when the renewals policies come up and, and so on and so forth, th- th- those can change or those requirements can change year to year, every two years, um, and they can become more cost effective. But in, in, when you have the right procedures in place and the, um, security posture in place, it makes it a whole lot easier to navigate year to year with your policies. Um,
1: yeah, I, I think that's exactly right, Mark. And that's, you know, again, not to, not to beat a dead horse, but that's why we keep encouraging our clients to make sure they have the right team in place, because it really all starts with that. Um, and, you know, not to think about it in terms of purchasing insurance. I'm obviously focused a lot on on insurance. I'm an insurance lawyer. That's home base for for me, Brian Lydell, insurance broker. We think a lot about insurance, but, uh, you know, throughout our conversations, Mark, you know, we are always talking about, let's look at it more broadly, that insurance is just one part of your overall uh, approach to risk management in the area of cyber and technology-related risks, and the more the 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 more you get a good team involved on the front end, the more benefit you're going to get from that whole process, right? It's not just about having insurance. It's also about, you know, not having a loss in the first place, like curing vulnerabilities be, before they become a problem. And, you know, if we have the right team involved, you're in much better position to be able to do that.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, again, you know, our one of our one of the uh key components is that we're there for the life cycle we're not just there for when you go to get your, you know, build your, your, your architectural network infrastructure and cybersecurity plan. We're there for that as well, but we're there for the long term. You know, we are a strategic partner that who's there for end-to-end solutions and a complete lifecycle. And I think that, you know, our business model being, you know, that some of the no-cost approach is really built on that. And it's something we kind of hang our head on. Um, although, you know, if we get needed, get into a deeper dive, as I had mentioned earlier in the podcast, that if we need a subject matter expert, we have a whole team of them with 20, 30 years um, and some of the, 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 the biggest companies in the world, Fortune 50s, Fortune 10 companies, and Amplex. As we grow as an organization, as I said, we need to stay ahead of the curve. In order to do that, we also have to bring in subject matter experts that are um, extremely qualified, to answer the highest level of questions and make sure that you feel uh, secure uh, in what you're doing moving forward, and, and and not making sure it does not keep you up at night. Um, so they all work in in tandem the policies and what we do. But as you mentioned, having us come in on the forefront um, is an ideal, um, you know, um, solution to help you with, you know, the future of your um, cybersecurity posture.
1: Well, Mark, I think you just used the magic words, right, which is we always, in this podcast on the Think Factory, we always ask the question, what keeps you up at night? We talk to business leaders, business owners, um, and, you know, friends of our firm in this podcast. And really, the entirety, I think, of part one with, with Ryan and part two of this podcast with you has really been about what keeps up business owners at night or what they should be thinking about so they can rest easy or they can sleep at night. So uh, those are kind of the magic words that we're always looking at. I really do think this conversation has been a great conversation. I think it's going to be very valuable to our listeners and uh, definitely giving them a lot to think about. And this was a great conversation. I really do appreciate your time. Really appreciate you coming on the podcast. It's been a lot of fun. We obviously try to produce the podcast in a way that we think will be useful to our listeners. It's really our goal. We hope these conversations you know, spur ideas and produce some actionable insights for our customers and our clients and other friends of the firm. But uh, I can tell you on a personal level, one of the things that's great about it is we get to talk to our friends and have great conversations like these. So we really appreciate your time, Mark, and uh, I look forward to the next one. Maybe uh, maybe we'll have a repeat engagement with you sometime and and dig deeper into some of the things that you do. Likewise, and I'd love to uh, uh,
0: get more involved with you guys on, on a, a quarterly level if possible. And thanks for having me on today. It was a really breath of fresh air to understand where everything is going and, and what is happening in the cybersecurity space.
1: I was a pleasure, Mark. And uh, again, thanks for being on the Think Factory. Thanks again. Thanks for having me.